welcome back to Dr. Carcass Automotive News Updates. Yes, it's been a while. Cold weather charging is another EV pain for drivers of EV vehicles. If you have been listening to the news, you've noticed that in Chicago, EV drivers uh, could not charge. Basically, the systems were not accepting the charge because the batteries weren't warmed up enough. It brings up some interesting questions about EVs and their range along with their ability to charge. And I'm going to read you some EV range loss for popular models in freezing temperatures. And this is, a, to me, very, very interesting because on average, the EV will lose approximately 30% of their driving range in freezing conditions. So if you have an EV, chances are you're not going to get the range. There's a couple of reasons for that. First off, the battery itself does not perform as well in cold temperatures, along with in or high heat temperatures as well. Uh, but the other thing is this. People want to stay warm. So they turn their heaters on, and there's a huge draw from the battery in order to heat up the passenger compartment. So much so that Tesla, as an example, tells people to put their seats on heat mode and not use the internal heater for the car itself. So let the, the seat heat you up or warm you up and uh, let the car stay cold effectively. It, it does work, but it, uh, it takes less drain on the battery. But let's get back to the EV range loss on popular brands. Now I'm going to start at the very bottom. That is the best vehicle for uh, not losing range is an Audi. The e-tron only loses about 16% of its range over, uh, over the length of a charge in cold temperatures bump up to 23% for the Nissan Leaf, then the Model Y, X, and 3 of Tesla are in the 24% range. The F-150 Lightning, which already has its issues with range, is at 26% loss. The Model S Tesla, 28%. And let's move up a little bit as we see that the Volkswagen ID.4 has a 46% draw or drop in range, along with the Chevy Bolt at 42%. Now, those are two of the most popular models sold, and that is the Volkswagen ID.4 and Chevrolet Bolt. And again, they're at the 40% range and above of loss. The Ford Mustang E, 34%, along with the Hyundai Kona and the Nissan Leaf. And if that's not bad enough news, Hertz is selling off 20,000 EVs in a shift back to gasoline-powered vehicles. If you remember, they bought or had talked about buying up to 60,000 EVs and get the, uh, well, the adopters that hadn't been so keen on EVs kind of up to speed. Well, the, the program has been such a loss for Hertz that they decided to sell them back. And in so doing, they have cut their contract with Tesla. The other thing that's noted here is that Hertz stated that their EV charges that is the cost to replace damaged parts and to, to fix the EVs was almost 50% more than it was for a gasoline-powered vehicle. Go figure. The Insurance Institute has been telling us that for a while, that EVs are more expensive to fix. Hertz has proven it as well. Selling back or selling off their EV fleet. I'm not going to say buyer beware, because uh, you know what you're getting, because Hertz... Uh, has told you so. Well, Tesla also is getting a $94 billion reality check in EVs as the winter sets in. It's not just because of the cold weather issues that we talked about with charging for EVs in general, but they have noted also that EVs are not being 
grabbed off the lots. The inventory is going up. Demand, especially in the U.S., has dropped off. It's slowing. And then Tesla has other issues, too, as in shipping their parts from the Berlin plant from January 29th to February 11th. They're having to, to go a different route instead of the Red Sea because of concerns of pirating there due to the war in the Middle East. Meanwhile, uh, Tesla is still the number one sold EV in the States. Their volumes have dropped off. Also to note, they have discounted so much in their fleet that their valuation has dropped such to that $94 billion loss. Tesla also plans to build an entry-level EV in mid-2025. Now, one of the concerns about that is, is Tesla talks, but it takes them a little bit of time to walk, like the Cybertruck. It was supposed to be released a while back. It took until now, 2023, uh, 2024, before things have been released. They, uh, they are slow on getting their delivery. So we'll see if that happens. Some of the insiders are saying not mid-25, but maybe mid-26. What's the price for that vehicle? About $25,000 a car. Again, we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. The uh, Tesla Cybertruck came in at 50% over what they expected to sell for when they finally hit the dealer lots. Also to note that the Model 3 sedan, which is currently the least expensive Tesla, has a starting price of $39,000. Wow, it's a big lift. We'll see if they can do it. Dodge previews their Charger EV. Now, when I read those words, it actually kind of numbed me because I have a uh, Mopar muscle car, and I love the visceral. I love the sights and the sounds and uh, the smells. But get this, the Dodge Daytona SRT. Uh, concept was outfitted or is outfitted with an industry-first exhaust sound system for an electric vehicle. We mentioned this a, a year back, and I saw this at SEMA about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, the sound, which can reach 126 decibels, is as loud as today's Hellcat-powered vehicles, and it's sent through an amplifier and tuning chamber at the rear of the vehicle. I'll let you think about that one for a while. Muscle car sounds in an EV. It just doesn't resonate well for me, pun intended. The Ram Promaster EV targets 162 miles of city driving range. The van will have two variants, a delivery model and a non-delivery cargo version. And this Dodge Ram van, this Promaster van, meant to be one of those delivery vehicles like you'll see with Amazon. Amazon is the first commit to the commercial use of the Promaster EV. The model will deliver about 268 horsepower and 302 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, the battery is located under the floor in the center of the vehicle, the company said, which uh, maintains that a flat floor will continue uh, in a cargo fashion. It's going to hold a lot of stuff and do so silently on the streets. Well, we hope that the drivers will pay attention while they're driving these uh, vehicles in delivery mode. Uh, at least in my neighborhood, it tends to be a little bit radical with some of the uh, speeds at which they drive. But get this, they're going to add some cool options in these vans. They'll be equipped with Ram telematics and uh, what Stellantis says enables the vehicle location and driving insights to help reduce fuel cost. It's funny they use that word fuel cost for EV. Improves route efficiency and promotes safer driving behaviors. Ram telematics offers real-time vehicle diagnostics and performance data as well. The standard telematics module enables nearly 50 functions on the ProMaster, including 
over-the-air updates, 4G light, Wi-Fi, hotspot, and other apps over the air. Again, drive the vehicle. That's all I say. Toyota touts international combustion engine potential, even in an EV age. They, uh, they've got a lot of people that work on internal combustion engines. They don't want to forget them. They say that they're getting leaner and meaner on their engines. They're talking about hydrogen applications as well for these engines. And I think Toyota's got it. I think they understand this. We've talked about this many a time. They've come to the EV market very methodically, slowly, uh, with intent, and it's paying off dividends. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest sellers in the United States right now is the Toyota Corolla. It is a ICE vehicle. It's not an EV. And we'll talk about why that is as we move into this, and that is buyers demand affordable cars. Automakers are taking notice. Cox Automotive noted this week that for the first time since inventory began collapsing in the spring of 2021, the U.S. is about to transition from a seller's market in which dealers were able to command premium prices on new vehicles to a buyer's market in which purchasers are once again in charge. In uh, 2023, sales of the Corolla Compact were up 4.6%. In the mid-size range, the Camry was down 1.5%, and the Corolla, which starts at $23,000, uh, was the price point champion. Now, Dave Crest, the head of the Toyota division, says that they have a six-day supply of Corollas, and uh, it's not even their newest product. Meanwhile, Chevy sold 109,000 tracks crossovers in 2023, all trim levels uh, which started below $25,000. What they're noticing is that people are walking in the door and they're saying, I want to buy this and this, and they can't afford it. Now, it's not just the price of the vehicle. It's how much they're going to have to pay through financing. We've talked about loans these days going from uh, 72 months to 84 months to 96 months insane numbers that some institutions are allowing the uh, borrower to have. And we have a guest coming on in our next episode that will tell us about how she thinks it's insane for, uh, and I agree with her, to buy a vehicle that you're going to finance for more than three or four years because at that point, the car is going to flip over and you're going to owe much more on it than it's worth. Dealers right now, they're looking for vehicles that they can sell that will get people in the car and off the lot, but their inventory, their cost, their price point of their vehicles on the lots is much higher than what people are willing to afford. Well, that's all we got for Automotive News this day, a little short segment, and we will be back very soon on Dr. CarCast.